This CKNW podcast for AIM Medical Imaging, home of AIM Medical Imaging full body MRI scanning. A family history of medical issues is nothing to ignore. Book a preventative screening at aimmedicalimaging.com. You are live on Get Connected. Andy Barrar filling in for Mike Agarbo, joined in studio with AJ Vickery. AJ, how you doing? Good. We got an excellent show for you today. Later on, we're going to go open line, take your tech questions or calls. Or if you need buying advice, give us a shout and we can help as well. We're also going to be talking to Wiser Locks. Probably one guest I never thought we would be talking with, AJ. (laughs) Wiser Locks about a new deadbolt that they have that allows you to enter your front door with your smartphone. That's pretty cool. The smartphone becomes the key. And I think this will resonate with a lot of people. So we're going to learn more about this new Kivo lock that they have uh, later on in the show. Christina Stoyanovov will also be joining us with her app of the week. But first, AJ, we got to start with eBay. What a week for eBay. Wow. So eBay earlier this week had a huge cyber attack that pretty much affected 145 million eBay users. And what they did right away was tell all the users, change your password. Yeah. Did you change your password? I did. You did? I did. <laughs> Although I should be, to be honest right now, I'm not a big eBay shopper um, Traditionally, yeah. Uh, but in the last several months, as you know, I have uh, had a, a new uh, baby enter the uh, the Vickery household, and so as a result of that, I've been shopping like crazy on Amazon, eBay, Craigslist, all these sorts of things, trying to sort of outfit the house. And so, because my eBay uh, has been active in the last thirty days, I did actually change my password. Well, the thing, and I didn't know about this age. I knew that eBay uh, had PayPal as a parent company, but Kijiji and StubHub as well. So. Mm-hmm. These are some big properties out there, and eBay is one of the biggest, you know, digital um, companies out there. And I know it, just about everybody has an eBay account. And from what I understand, though, that that, that none of the financial information uh, was actually accessed with this hack. This was a this was a hack that um, gave um, um, these people access to information for these eBay users, such as their names and and whatnot. But but uh, but even though eBay is like you know has the connection to the PayPal, uh, that that information wasn't wasn't lost. Not to say that this wasn't an important hack, but um, if I understand that right, yeah. And they've also said that they haven't seen an increase in attacks or you know intrusions since the the whole cyber attack of all that information being compromised. But at the same time, I think what really what they're trying to say is they understand that people are using the same password on multiple sites. So if somebody has your eBay username, email, and password, they could probably use that information to go to another website and try to hack in. Maybe you use the same password for your Facebook account that you do for eBay. And so that's, I think, what the worry is. They want everybody to change their passwords. I think the one thing that bugs me, you know, we just went through the Heartbleed um, you know, bug yeah. a couple of, a couple, about a month ago. Yeah. It feels like we have to change our passwords almost like monthly now. Well, I mean, I, and I guess this is the, um, the, the fear um, that I think will start to build uh, for people um, with, with respect to uh, the evolution of, of what we're coming to know as cloud-based uh, computing. You know, because as things move out of our house where there's a computer like in your house and you don't necessarily have to have it connected to the Internet, which means that there's no way to get information in or out of it other than to go into your house and literally take it. Yeah. But more and more, um, many of our applications, our tax software, our um, you know all of our word processing and you know our, our productivity suite software, 
uh, all these different are gaming. Like everything is sort of actually taking place not inside your computer, but out there in the internet. And and these these um, growing hacks and these major corporate companies uh, is was what causes that fear. But the thing that I think is funny is that not funny, but you know, concerning to me is that um, people wonder like, well, are these hackers just kids trying to muck around? But the reality is, is that most of the I would say, I would say most of the initiatives behind this cyber attacks is actually organized crime, yep. and that's the scary part. It's people that are have an intention uh, behind what they're doing with these with this hacking. Exactly, and even if they have that information, they they might not themselves go and try to hack, but they'll sell that information to someone to another organized crime sure. syndicate. So. If you have if you have an eBay account, you'll definitely want to change your password. Make sure you change your PayPal password as well. Ag, do you think it's going to affect their brand reputation with people? Like we saw what happened with Target last year. The, the CEO of Target Canada actually lost their job recently because of that. They haven't been able to bounce back after they got a huge security breach for their credit cards. Yeah, I mean, um, I I don't know if I would. Um, 100% agree that that the, that was the only sort of situ- reason why the C- that CEO is no longer the CEO of Canada for Target. Um, I think there's a lot of factors that uh, that have happened with Target's move into Canada, or you know, with that not um, you know necessarily being the measurement that they wanted to see. But anyway, the um, I would say that I don't know. I mean, like. It's it's almost because there's when something happens a lot, you start to sort of lose um, the. It starts to become a little bit less big news to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if this was the only hack that ever happened on the net, absolutely eBay would be in big trouble. But because it's uh, you know sort of like almost like it seems we're hearing about this monthly with between these viruses or these hacks that are taking place, it's more of a case of oh, gotta change my password again. Am I going to stop using eBay? Probably not. Yeah. You know, it's still a great place to get access to lots of um, great um, things that you might want to buy. You made an excellent point, AJ. The fact that we hear about this so often and people just, you know, they're not just going to jump to the computer and change their password kind of reminds me of like, you know, car alarms. You're, you're at home, you hear a car yeah. alarm. Are you <laughs> running out there, jumping and saying, oh, someone's breaking me? You're just like, yeah. oh, another somebody's Yeah, another, false another alarm. car alarm. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's good definitely uh, the kind of situation. But one thing that the people know is if you have a company with a strong brand engagement, you engage with your customers, you have a better chance of bouncing back from a crisis like this. So mm-hmm. I think eBay will be okay. I was very impressed that they were transparent and they told everybody right away. As soon as they learned about this attack, they told everybody. They didn't have internal meetings with their PR company. How are we going to handle this? Yep. They just said, change your password. And I think that was a, a good step because this will happen. Yeah, and I guarantee you these major corporations that have these online services have uh, these, these um, situations pre-planned. They have the, 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 their actions planned for when this takes place. Yeah. So, so, and then they roll those actions into action when, when something like a hack takes place. And I think a lot of companies now are actually building those plans. Even if like, they, they, they look at other companies that yeah. have been having hacks and they're like, we have to have a backup plan. What are we going to do if our data that we're storing for our customers is being compromised? We have to have a plan right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other news, I don't know if you saw this, but Facebook is offering a privacy checkup to their 1.28 billion users. Mm-hmm. Basically, what they're doing is if, you're, if you start to join Facebook today, they are going to help you realize what information is being public and what is going to your friends. Because traditionally, Facebook has been really wanting you to share as much information as possible 
because they sell that to advertisers. But they've been getting a lot of heat from government regulations in Europe and in the States. So now they're going to be pretty much helping you do a privacy checkup because, frankly, the privacy settings on Facebook are really, really confusing. I have not to this day been able to figure it out. I would say that they're getting better. But, yes, absolutely. I would say for the average person that goes on there, they're probably not first and foremost, thinking about their privacy. They're more interested in using Facebook to to engage with their friends online. So um, I love this. I think this is great. Um, it probably doesn't go far enough, but absolutely um, the opportunity to sort of get that quick view of exactly kind of what information is being shared when you do sign up for Facebook, depending on how you have your settings organized, I think is fantastic. I always use that that test if you if you don't want it on the front page of the New York Times, don't <laughs> post it on Facebook, you know, because you never know what what would happen. And one trick I know a lot of people use to check to see what people can see is you go to somebody who's not your Facebook friend and you get them to type your name and then you say like, okay, what do you see from that? And mm-hmm. that's a that's a great little way to see what other people are viewing if they just type your name in Facebook because it's really hard inside your personal account to know what what is being. Uh, viewed basically true we're gonna have to take a break over and get connected when we come back we're going to be talking to folks over at wiser's locks about their new kivo bluetooth enabled uh lock that allows you to enter your house with just your smartphone you don't even need a key your smartphone becomes the key you're listening to get connected brought to you by london drugs here on the chorus radio network we'll be back right after this You're back on Get Connected. Andy Barrar filling in for Mike Agarbo joined in studio with AJ Vickery. Imagine this. You walk up to your front door, you tap your lock, and it automatically detects that you have your smartphone with you and lets you in. Believe it or not, (laughs) that technology exists. And on the line, we have Mark Wallace. He's a senior group marketing manager over at Wiser's Lock. Mark, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me. Uh, we wanted you to get on to maybe explain the Kivo Lock. I know it's won a lot of awards. It's one of the coolest pieces of tech that we've seen in a long time. Can you give our listeners a Reader's Digest of what the Kivo Lock is all about? Absolutely. As you suggested, it's a Bluetooth-activated deadbolt. Um, all you do is you pair your iPhone. Currently, it's, it's just iPhone products, uh, although we, uh, we expect uh, Android to, to roll out the, the technology. So... Android users can use it as well, but you pair your phone to your lock and it will sense as you approach the door uh, and and activate the lock. So all you need to do is touch the, the deadbolt on, on any surface in a, in a firm manner and the, uh, the door unlocks for you. Now, you mentioned that it's running Bluetooth. It's got to have power. What is powering this deadbolt? Uh, it, it's powered by four AA batteries. Those will last you approximately a year. Of course, there is a warning signal to let you know when the batteries are running low. And, of course, the old-fashioned key still works. <laughs> so if, if your battery does die, you could still use your key. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, question. So, so car technology uh, um, has had this similar or similar sounding technology built into it for the, the past few years. I know that, that as I get closer to my vehicle, if I have my key in my pocket it allows me to open the door is this similar tech that's being used to to get into the the this particular lock 
Akiba? Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. It's a very similar technology. Um, it, it's taken a little bit while to get to the, uh, the price point of residential lock sets. Mm. Uh, but, um, you know, we've kind of teamed up with a, with a technology firm and, of course, our very long history building locks. And uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good marriage. And we've, we've come up with really a, an unbeatable technology in a, in, a, in a format that people are going to find very, very convenient. Well, I love the fact that, uh, that I don't have to actually carry a fob that, uh, as another thing that's you know, in my pocket, that this is actually right. paired uh, to my iPhone. So, so literally, um, the, the iPhone itself has the tech built into it to allow this proximity uh, uh, application to work? Yes, absolutely, and 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 to, to that point, the fob does it does come with one fob, and you can buy additional fobs hmm. uh, for those people that don't have iPhones or don't have cell phones. For kids, for instance, it's a it's a great tool to you know either sew into their backpack or or uh, you know have it have it on the on your your children's person if they don't have an iPhone, mm-hmm. um, and, and they can gain access, but you absolutely don't require it. Um, so an important note is that we've got uh, what we call positioning technology because, you know, if you think of it, you come in through your door, maybe you hang up your coat in, in the hall closet. Um, if we, Without that technology, uh, somebody could easily access your home. So oh. we, we've, we've built in this technology that allows the lock to determine whether you're inside or outside. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So, so, and from what I understand... Um, you can enable um, certain friends, maybe a girlfriend or a boyfriend or, or whoever. You can you can enable uh, their phone um, to unlock your door if you if you so desire. Absolutely. So long as they have a compatible phone and they download the free app, um, you can email or text them an e key, um, and and that that e key can be used for as long as you want or as short as you want. Um, in, in, in fact, you, you can control that all from your app on your, on your phone or, uh, or from your desktop computer and see who's entered, who, who, what time they came in. So there's all sorts of, uh, all sorts of tracking that can be done. And of course you can delete that EP at any point. So, so if things don't work out with the, uh, with the girlfriend or boyfriend, (laughs) you can, uh, you can delete their key. You don't have to ask for it back. You can just sort of. Make that's it disappear. Right. Oh, that's that's we try that's to great. Make it easy. No, but I love this idea because you know, think about it. Like if you have um, something like a cleaner that comes to your house, and typically they have to have a key to get in. Yeah. Uh, you can now enable them with an e key, and 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 the fact that it keeps track of when they come and go uh, is is a nice little piece of information that I wouldn't mind having um, to know that that you know three hours of cleaning actually happened in three hours. <laughs> exactly. Or if you've got teenagers and you're wondering when they're coming and going, hey. That's- going to help you out there too so mark if you have uh, teenagers and they're sneaking out at night while you're sleeping will you be able to have that information uh through the kivo app absolutely huh. this is this is some really cool stuff now you're, you're talking to two android users here so we're like really excited <laughs> here but why doesn't it work for android smartphones well, I, I think you'd have to really a- ask the folks over at Android because we're we're ready to go as soon as they are. Uh, certainly, the the hardware uh, out there, from for the most part, is uh, is compatible. But mm-hmm. you know what? It, it's just a, a firmware drop that Android uh, simply hasn't gotten around to. Hmm. Uh, we're we're feeling pretty optimistic that it's going to happen at some point later in the year. Um, but it's really kind of out of our control. We're ready to go. We're just waiting for Android. 
Now, I know people listening out there are just going to wonder, is this secure? Is this going to have the same level of security as any Wiser deadbolt lock? Uh, yes, absolutely. It, it, it comes with, uh, with Smart Key, which is available on all Wiser locks. Um, which which has some uh, some security features built into it, but as well the the encryption is military grade. Um, we've gone to great lengths to test, retest, and continually test to ensure that uh, that hackers aren't able to to break into this. So yes, it's a very secure lock. Well, Mark, I want to thank you for coming on the show and explaining how the Wiser Keyvolt lock works. If people are interested for more information, where do they go? Go to Wiser Lock. Dot com And there's all sorts of information, videos, and, and, and good stuff for people to, to get familiar with the product. Sorry, Mark, I, I got to ask just quickly, what, what's the sort of retail price of something like this? Two forty nine ninety nine is where you'll find it priced at and most everywhere. Okay, good. Thanks. That was Thank Mark you. Wallace, the Senior Group Marketing Manager over at Wiser, talking about the Wiser Kivo Log. This is one of the coolest pieces of tech I have ever seen. <laughs> you can create... Pretty much a high-tech front door yeah. <laughs> and and never have to use your keys again, provided that you keep changing those batteries and make sure. I'm going to take power. my iPhone. I'm going to go buy a Starbucks and come home, <laughs> and I don't need to bring anything with me. Well, like you, AJ, you mentioned like you have a, a young baby. If you're, your hands are full, you just have to tap the lock, and yep. it will allow you to come in. So I think that's a fabulous feature that a lot of people will want. It's amazing what you can do with your phone these days, hey? Oh, it's, it's really become the remote control for our entire lives. It really has. I just wish that they can have better battery life. You know, we, the more you, more you use your phone, the more the battery dies. <laughs> yes. But the cool thing about this Wiser Lock is it's using Bluetooth 4 technology, which is a low energy. So it can actually, it doesn't drain your battery keeping Bluetooth on for a long time. Hmm. We're going to go open line on Get Connected. Take any of your tech questions or calls. Let me give you the numbers out here. If you're in the lower mainline area, give us a shout at 604 280 that's 604-280-9898. If you're anywhere across Canada, you can give us a ring at 1-877-399-9898. That's 1-877-399-9898. And don't forget to go to our website because we're going to be giving away one of these Wiser Kivos locks. You just have to go to getconnectedmedia.com, hit on the contest tab to enter and win, and you can find the Wiser Kivo lock. And don't forget, we also have an Epson printer that's also open, so you want to enter that as well. We're going to have to take a break, but when we come back, we'll be taking your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back right after this. You're back with Get Connected. Andy Barrar filling in for Mike Agarbo, joined in studio with AJ Vickery. We've gone open line on Get Connected, taking any of your tech questions or calls. The numbers, once again, if you're calling in the local Vancouver area, Give us a shout at 604-280-9898. If you're calling anywhere across Canada, give us a shout at 1-877-399-9898. Going to jump to the phone boards over here. We got Dave in Surrey. Dave, what can we do for you? I'm taking my family to Europe uh, in July for about uh, three weeks, and I'm just, you know, wanting to Pick your brains a little bit about, I mean, everybody's got a phone, everybody's got a device where it will make all the kids turn theirs off and everything. But what would you do if you were going to maintain some connection with either work, email, or definitely a cell phone? And I just don't, you know, I hear these horror stories about people paying thousands and thousands of dollars. And everybody just says, put it on airplane mode the whole time, and but that won't give me, just, I, I just want your expertise on that. What would you do? 
That's an excellent uh, question. Like we have iPads and stuff, too. We could bring those along. Yeah. That's an excellent question. AJ, I know you've been doing a lot of traveling. What are, what are kind of tips that you do? Yeah, so I um, would say that uh, d- depending on where you're going, uh, so you had mentioned you're going to Europe. Um, so I almost always plan to buy a local SIM when I get to the destination that I go to. So some uh, countries don't allow you to buy that SIM. So you can rent um, like a little hotspot from them for for the few days that you're there. Usually I would rent it at the airport and return it um, at the airport. If I was going to the U.S., I would look into services that we have up here in Canada, like Rome Mobility. Uh, Rome is also now introducing other countries as well, so you could check into that. I think they have Mexico now as well. That's right. But um, honestly, my experience with going to Europe, and um, I like the sun, so I've been to um, you know places like Italy, Croatia, a few places like that. Almost always I can walk into just about any little convenience store. For us, it would be a 7-Eleven, but down there, they're obviously not that. Um, and you can buy these little prepaid cards. Um, they're really inexpensive. Um, they take a little bit of configuration, and that would be the only thing that um, that is a little bit of a challenge is that um, you, after you've done it a few times, you learn your way around some of the settings, specifically um, a setting called the APN, which, which is in your phone, which sometimes needs to be adjusted. Sometimes you just drop the SIM right in your phone. It works instantly, yeah. no problem. Uh, but there are times where you do need to do a little bit of tweaking with it. Often you can call their support numbers, and they do have people that speak English that help you through that. But but that sounds daunting. But to be honest with you, <clears throat> airplane mode is great if you just want to bring your phone and use it as a camera and a watch. <clears throat> yeah, and I think the important thing is before you leave, you have to make sure you know if your phone's unlocked or not. Mm-hmm. Because if it's locked to a carrier, you're not going to be able to put another SIM in when, once you're traveling. So nope. you'll want to make sure that you get it unlocked before you go traveling uh, to save yourself a hassle. Yeah, you can Google your phone to figure out whether or not it's locked or unlocked typically. But yeah, there are a lot of phones that do get locked by the carrier. And you know what? That's one of the reasons why I love Android phones. It's so easy to unlock them. You can go to a website, you give them the IEMI number, and then all of a sudden you get a code, you enter it in, now your phone's locked. It's it's such an easy way. Unlocked, sorry. It's such an easy way. So yes, if you are going to be going traveling, you definitely want to ensure that you have an unlocked phone. And then when you're at your destination, make sure you go to a convenience store and try to get a SIM to use. And whatever you do, don't roam out there because you'll spend a lot of money. So you don't want to be using your your own number when you're traveling, especially in Europe. No, I mean, in those situations, you can use the Wi-Fi in the cafes. Almost most of the popular tourist areas will always have a Wi-Fi access for you. Yeah. Uh, just make sure that you turn the data off in your settings on your phone and just use the Wi-Fi. But to be honest with you, the SIM route's not that hard. You just sort of have to tackle it once. And then you'll always, for every trip afterwards, you always know how to how to generally do it. And there's different SIM sizes as well. So you yep. want to make sure you know what kind of SIM that you have for your particular phone. I literally have a little toolbox for, for travel with my mobile phone. It has paperclip in it yes. because sometimes you need that to yep. get to, to pop the SIMs out. It has a, 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 a little SIM holder so that basically if it's a micro SIM, it'll fit inside the – so it's a little adapter for different – different size sims depending on what my phone takes Mm -hmm. and a few things like that we're going open line here on get connected we're going to jump to barb in barb are you there yes i am what can we do for you oh um i i believe i've been had by by one of your vicious uh, um um 
what do you call them? Hackers? Well, you could call them hackers, but it's a company anyway. What happened was for the last, uh, say, month and a half, and get, getting into my Incredit mail, which, of course, is my email, it's been slower and slower. Sometimes I can access it, sometimes not, right? Mm-hmm. So I phoned, um, and finally, last week, I couldn't get into it at all, so I phoned Incredit mail, and they were on the line with me, very good, and they tried to help me, and they said, no, can't help you, so we'll put you through to Windows. So I got through to Windows. Like Microsoft? Yes, exactly. Okay. And uh, I have a number. I have their phone numbers here, if I need be. Anyhow, they um, they said, "Well, look, um, we'll try to help you, but it's going to take a while. So why don't you hang up? Give us your phone number, and we'll call you back. No problem." But I didn't get the gentleman's name. Okay. Hmm. So about uh, half an hour later, I got a phone call, and this gentleman said, uh, "Now he said, well, what we found out is <laughs> you need to uh, you have." Uh, and no antivirus on your, you know, computer. So uh, you're going to have to buy, <laughs> you're going to have to buy another another one, right? And he says it's going to cost you two hundred and twenty nine dollars. Now I've asked his name, and he said he was with Windows. So I gave him my my card number, you know, my credit card number, etc. And uh, anyway, they said stay on the line. So I was on the line for an hour, and where where my computer's going like mad, right? Um, with all different configurations on on the computer and after an hour nobody came back to me so I hung up and I phoned in credit mail back and told him he said get on the line right now and cancel that credit card that was not that was not Windows because there is no such person all right so I cannot even get into my computer I have a screen here that says Windows you know uh, Windows uh, it's locked up yeah it says it says here, uh, the username or password is incorrect, and it says Window Vista, which I have, right? Yeah. And it says, okay, so I go in there, and then it says Barb, and there's, you know, I don't have a, a, a new password, only the one that I had before. And uh, the only other thing that's on this screen is, an, you know, an off button, like shutting down, that sort of thing. So I don't know where to go from here, so I phone Windows back, and they said, you know what, the only thing you can do is get hold of a... Yeah, what do you call it? A, um... Well, Barb, I think I, I think we have a good solution. What first thing you want to do is yes, you're going to need to get some kind of antivirus to see what uh, what has happened on your thing. What I want you to do is I want you to email me directly, and we'll we'll try to help you out. Just email me at andy at getconnectedmedia dot com, and I'll try to help you. I think I have a solution that that should be able to help, and we'll find out if that really was Windows or not when they took your credit card information. So again, andy at getconnectedmedia dot com. And uh, I'll try to help you with that problem. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll take more of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back right after this. With Get Connected, Andy Barrar filling in for Mike Agarbo and joined in studio with AJ Vickery. AJ, it seems like Barb really had a big issue over there with um, you know calling Windows and them asking for her credit card to download antivirus. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think that was a, a scam or? Well, I mean, the, the the I mean, it sounded like at a high level she got information from her email provider, uh, and you know, they, it looks like they gave her contact information to get in touch with the right people at Microsoft. And you know, it is true that if they if they detected she didn't have a virus software that that perhaps it was something that was worth buying um i just you know i always kind of when people uh potentially don't know a lot about technology and and are on their own and are on a phone call and someone's asking for your credit card it's a tricky situation and and my my gut feeling is is you know don't give out your credit card number at least the credit card companies will 
protect you to a certain degree as well, which is which is a really good thing. But but um, having said that, um, you know, she needs to get her computer working. I'm yeah. really glad that she's going to email you, and we're going to get get her computer. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely help uh, get her up and running, and make sure if there is any antivirus or any virus. Uh, we'll recommend a good antivirus. You know, we've tried all different, like both free and paid. Yep. I have to say one of my favorite antivirus softwares out there is Fix Me Stick. Mm-hmm. It, it was the most amazing thing. It's just a little USB flash drive that yeah. you put into your Windows computer. You reset your computer, and what it does is it runs its own operating system before Windows does. Yep. And it cleans. It downloads the latest antivirus, uses yep. your Wi-Fi, downloads the latest antivirus, and cleans your computer before Windows boots up. And so basically... You set this up, walk away, you yeah. come back, and your computer is clean. It's so easy. Yeah. There was actually a computer. Somebody dropped one And you off. can buy that at, at, in retail, like at London, London Drugs. London Drugs. Yeah. Actually, next week, we're going to have Fix Me Stick on the show because there's going to be a promotion. They're going to be giving a – London Drugs is going to be giving a promotion for Fix Me Stick. Oh, good. Okay. So we're going to be uh, having the folks over at Fix Me Stick on the show next week to talk about both the promotion and – uh, you know, all of the little security issues that have been going on recently and uh, how Fix Me Stick could help on that. It's it's probably one of the coolest and easiest antivirus on the market today. We've got an open line here on Get Connected, taking any of your tech questions or calls. I'm going to give the numbers out once more. If you're calling the Vancouver area, give us a shout at 604-280-9898. If you're calling anywhere across Canada, the number is 1-877-399-9898. AJ, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm walk- I'm wearing these two armbands yeah. on both my hands. Yeah. They're, they're wearable activity- tech. Yeah. Yes, I'm I'm basically a walking science experiment right yeah. now for <laughs> for activity monitors. On my left hand, I have the Sony smart band. This just came out uh, yeah. recently, and on the right, I have a Polar Loop. So I would like in, I, I'm looking at these uh, activity trackers and wondering how accurate are they. Yeah. So I have two of them on, and yeah. I'm going to be like doing some data analysis to see which <laughs> one is more accurate. The thing I like about these yeah. is that they tell you how long you've been sleeping for, and it all goes into an app, yeah. and you can actually start looking and seeing how much you're walking you know, each day, yep. how much you're sleeping, which has been uh, pretty eye-opening. I, I definitely need to get more sleep. Interesting. Yeah. No. I'm, and does it do uh, things like your heart rate and stuff like that as well? No, no. The, the Polar Loop, though, they have an actual heart rate monitor that you put around your chest. Okay. If you buy that, you can get it to work in conjunction with it. Oh, but sure. Okay. They don't have their dedicated um, you know, heart rate monitor built in. Yep. And the reason why is that that takes a lot of battery power. Oh, These I see. things, they're trying to make them last for about four to five days. So okay. they're using low energy, just trying to capture your movements all day. And it can tell you when you've been sitting, when you've been sleeping, and yep. when you're walking, and even running. It'll tell you the difference. So if you're running to like make a light or so you know, cross the, the street, yeah. it'll actually capture that data. And ah. you can look at it on a calendar and see just how active you are. I and that way you can say, I don't need to go to the gym today. <laughs> yeah. I look at that. I ran, for, I ran through three sidewalks. <laughs> the interesting is it, it actually changes your behavior because suddenly you're like, oh, I'm almost reached my goal for today. I think I'm, there was one time where I was walking around my kitchen and I didn't want to go to sleep until I hit my goal. So I was trying to get as many steps in yeah. before. And I was like, wow, this little armband is changing my behavior. You know, I was demoing a uh, Samsung phone uh, not too long ago and it had the um, uh, a similar technology built into the phone that actually measured how many steps steps that you took that day Um, and um, I found that the app was on that was built into the phone wasn't that great you know that's the s health yeah and and it was um, I liked like it it was a good idea but I think that this the the purpose-built wearable tech that goes around your wrist would actually be a much better tool 
um, because what I found is maybe I didn't bring my phone with me when I left to go get a coffee or maybe the power on my phone died. So then it, the app shut down. And, yeah. you know, I just had lots of situations where um, it wasn't a great way to try to track my if I was really trying to do it to track my movement. And mm -hmm. I think the single person purpose wearable tech like like that you're demoing from sony and polar there is the way to go and i think samsung has something similar as well yeah and there's some reports that samsung's gonna be coming out with like they have smart watches but yeah. they're gonna actually come out with like a straight out phone on your wrist so it's gonna be taking all your calls you don't actually need a phone hmm. this will do it all yeah. and uh they are anticipating that that'll come out later this year so I'm wondering what Apple is going to do. If Apple is going to get into the wearable tech, oh yeah, they need to have a new product. It's got to be really good. Yeah. It's got to be one of those game changers because it's been a while yeah. since they've introduced something to the market that was just like mind-blowing. Yeah, it's just it seems like on this wearable tech side, everyone's into it early uh, as well. But um, And then uh, I'd also noticed the S5, the most recent phone from Samsung, had a heart rate monitor built into it which I thought was interesting. But the thing about that is that heart rate monitor will tell you what your heart rate is at that one moment of time. Right. So it's not like a live, oh, you're running, hey, your heart's going up. Yeah. It's basically, say you were running, you stop, you put your finger on the back, and then it tells you what your heart rate is. I don't really see the value in that. Yeah. For having... In that one second of time, this is what your heart rate was. Yeah, yeah exactly. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't mean it. doesn't really mean and a lot. And it's funny. Yeah. I had the folks at Samsung try to tell me, and I'm like, so give me an example of where this is valuable. <laughs> and it's kind of like, well, it's kind of cool, don't you think? I'm like, but it's not valuable. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you want to record that information. What about, um, I know we got to get to another break, but what about blood pressure? Why doesn't this wearable tech have BP built into it? Oh, because it's... Well, that, that'll be a little bit trickier because you would have to put some type of blood pressure around your arm. Right. There was a company, though, um, I think it was iHealth. They mm. actually have a blood pressure monitor that you dock your iPhone into, yeah. and then you strap it on your arm, yeah. and then that data goes on and, and starts to show it. Okay. I was actually on a Global News one, one week when I was trying to demo it, yeah. and it wasn't working, and I was getting all nervous because it was live TV. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time I got it nervous, or by got it working, my blood pressure was so high, and, and everybody saw it. They're like, you need to go see a doctor. <laughs> and the floor director after is like, you know what? I take blood pressure medication, and mine's not even that high. Yeah. So it was just kind of ironic that yeah. I'm showing a blood pressure monitor, and it doesn't work, and my blood pressure goes up. We're going to have to take a break on Get Connected. When we come back, Christina Stoyanova is going to be with us with the app of the week. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back right after this. You're back with Get Connected. Andy Barrar filling in for Mike Agarbo. Joined in studio with AJ Vickery and now Christina Stoyanova. Did I get it right? You got it right. Finally, it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> I, feel, I feel good now. Okay. So what's the app of the week? What do you got for us? I have an app called Goodreads. Um, and some people might recognize the name Goodreads because it's a popular website for um, recommending books. So I'm a big reader, which apparently is going out of style these days. Nobody reads anymore. But uh, Goodreads is almost uh, like a social network that recommends books and it allows you to rate books that you've already read. So when you sign up, it's almost like the Netflix interface. If you remember when you signed up for Netflix, you had... Um, it showed you all these movies and shows and you rated them and then it'll make recommendations based on that. Well, Goodreads does the same thing with books and uh, 
It's got lots of different functionalities on the app interface, like it lets you explore books. You can actually scan the barcodes of the books that you have, and it'll put them in your bookshelf, and then you can rate those books, and then it'll make recommendations based on, on now, those ratings. Now, does that influence what books you're going to read by seeing what other people have said? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting to know what people are reading out there and which books are you know, are popular. I mean, reading a book, of course, is an investment now because we're so busy these days that, mm -hmm. you know, when you're making that investment, you want to make sure that you're reading something really good. Um, maybe not wasting time on and Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and what about, um, is it is it just for physical books or can you rate like eBooks? You can rate eBooks as well. And actually it, um, you can actually tie it together with your Amazon. So as you're purchasing books on your Kindle or whatever, um, it'll actually mark them as read when you finish them on your Kindle, and then you can rate them as well. So it all works together. How much is it? Is it, it? Is it free? It's free. Free and, again. And does nice. it work for both uh, iOS and Android? iOS and Android, and they have an online uh, web interface, so you can actually go on there as well if you're more comfortable on your computer. But it all works together. You get an account, so you can use it on your computer and then go to your iPhone or your Samsung tablet, whatever. That was Christina with the app of the week. That's about all the time we have on Get Connected. Don't forget to go to our website to enter the Wiser Kivo Bluetooth Enabled Deadbolt Lock. It's a fantastic product. You got to check it out. Go to our website. Just want to thank everybody for helping out on the show. Mike Eggerbolt will be back next week. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by Cor London Drugs on the Chorus Radio Network. Thank you.